Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Talks of Cheese. I'm your host Cheese, aka Adrian, and my guest here with me is Ben Shriver. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Cheese. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. So Ben is like, uh, he's been my friend since my freshman year of high school. So my freshman year was his senior year at Valley, and Ben, just yeah, um, want to like tell us about yourself a little bit? Yeah, so like you said, we've known each other since we were in high school, and just kind of evolved with the friendship there and always hung out with all the guys and and stayed in touch after school and everything and then both went to Purdue and hung out a little bit there and and here we are so yeah boiler up right yeah boiler up so um Ben this is my probably my second maybe third time only seeing you since you turned 27 how crazy is that yeah it is crazy I know we snapchat a lot but yeah I and I think we're gonna get into this later but just been a lot of traveling and some personal stuff, some work stuff, and moving a little bit. So yeah, you've yeah, been crazy. busy. Yeah, you've been a busy man. And like seriously, thank you for coming on and taking. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time out your busy schedule for for doing this. No problem. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. So Ben, the reason why, like you know, I really want you to be on this podcast because, like you know, there's been like a bad narrative about people having it in their minds. By how do you explain it? There's been a bad narrative of people thinking that you should have it all set and figure out in your 20s and then I feel like people have not everyone but there's some people out there right including yeah. myself and then I feel like people especially for those upcoming college graduates have that mindset so I think and you can agree to this as well that our 20s is still about experimenting right mm-hmm. and then like heck your 20s is all about experimenting and heck it goes beyond that because my dad he's been in real estate he got into real estate in his 30s yeah and then he uh has his own business he got he started getting his own business in his 40s you know so that mm-hmm. life's all about like learning wouldn't you agree yeah i'd agree for sure i think that's something when you come out of high school or college whatever it is you think that you got to have it figured out and there's all always going to be choices and and different directions you can go so it's just about experimenting and like you said especially in your 20s when you're young you can't be worried about figuring it all out but i think that's i mean i'm 27 now and I still don't have it all figured out. So just taking chan- taking chances and, and trying new things, it's definitely important. Yeah, Ben, I really want to, like, you know, I want you to share, like, you know, some of the stories you've been mm-hmm. across, you know, so far in your 20s. So let's, yeah. like, uh, let's bring it back all the way to Purdue. So I want to know, like, why did you go Purdue and, like, was the major and career? Did you, well, yeah, what passions did you have and what career did you want to go to school for? Because I know you graduated with a sales, yep. sales degree, but was that your original major intended? Yeah, it was not. So so I guess starting with high school, um, my whole family went to Purdue, so that was definitely on my radar. And then I played football, obviously, you know that, but played football and had some interest in, in playing in college, but it was all some smaller programs and D3 NAIA stuff. And ultimately, ultimately made the decision to go to Purdue instead, just for school and enjoy it. Um, so I went in with the major that I started with was management, and I had a little bit of a focus in finance. And quickly learned through a couple internships my first few years that I did not want to be in finance. So I still was in management, and then um, my junior year got involved with the sales and marketing side a little bit, and joined Purdue's intercollegiate sales team. Got to travel a little bit and, and participate in some competitions and realized that I really enjoyed sales and 
and learning about products and explaining those features and benefits about certain products to, to people and customers in this case. Um, so yeah, took that route and then ended up getting a job right out of college with Nibco. Uh, and then, yeah, I know, I don't know if you have some more questions, but it kind of evolves from there. So, so, um, I want to go back, right? So the, when you major in finance or the management, you were under Craner, right? Yeah. And Craner, those for you that don't know, it's like the really hard, like Craner is like the really hard business school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough. And, uh, especially when you're not sure what you want to do, it makes it even tougher. So yeah, that was a challenge and, and it was good to take those chances and explore other majors and figure out what I enjoyed doing. Because if you're taking tough classes and you're not enjoying it, then that makes it even harder. So exactly. So why bother to deal with like the hard stuff? Yep. And then, um, speaking about the sales management, uh, school, the school of hospitality, right? HHS. Mm-hmm. How easier was that from going from Craner to, uh, the selling and sales management program? Yeah. I mean, the courses were a little bit easier. I think, um, when you take a step away, like Craner management is really focused on numbers and math and, and that's definitely not me as a person. So getting into more of the marketing and sales side, uh, that was definitely a little bit easier. So it was more hands-on too, right? Yeah, Cause yeah. I think, uh, from your Snapchat stories and from like ta- us talking off air, like about it, you went to like several sales competitions. How was that? Yep. Yeah. That was fun. And that kind of solidified me knowing that's what I wanted to do. Um, being able to participate in those and, um, I, I actually placed in a few, so that was definitely fun and rewarding and just kind of made me realize that that's what I wanted to do after school. So, and this really gained your confidence, huh? Yeah, for sure. So, um, can you tell me a little bit more about like how exactly did you get the job at, what's it called? Nipco? Nipco. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell so, us about that. So crazy, kind of crazy path, but I actually met Nipco my junior year at a career fair at Purdue and they weren't hiring for internships, but they said, like, keep us in mind for next year. I kind of forgot about it. And then my senior year, didn't even meet them at the career fair, but it was at a sales competition. And I did pretty well with the competition. And the mock buyer for my pitch was someone from Nibco. So that set up the interview. It went really well. I had a couple other interviews and offers and stuff, but, um, felt like Nibco was the right choice and, and they had a cool sales program, sales training program. So just made that decision and went from there. All right. So let's talk more about that. So what position did you get exactly hired into? And then you had to relocate to Texas. So tell us more about that Texas experience as well. Since it's crazy since you always like, you know, always was from here in Northern Indiana all your life. Yep. Yeah. So I got hired on as an, as a sales trainee and that's a six month program where you learn about the products, learn about how to sell those specific products. And then the end goal is you graduate the training program and become an area sales manager or like an account executive. Um, and there's only a certain number of spots open. So like Indiana has a couple, but then for the most part you're expected to relocate and you know that coming in. Um, and then shout out Alec Craig, but we used to go down there and to Texas in the summers. And, and one summer I was just like, you know, I could, I could see myself living here. So that kind of started when I was still in college, having the idea that I liked Texas and would possibly want to relocate there if the opportunity came about. And then it came about with Nibco, had those conversations through the sales training program and eventually 
got the chance to go to Texas. So I moved to Dallas for a year. Things went well. I uh, just decided that I wanted to be home and, and ended up coming back to a position at Nibco. And that's kind of how that worked out. Mm-hmm, nice, nice. Nibco is headquartered in Elkhart, Indiana. So, mm-hmm. can you briefly summarize what Nibco does, just to yeah, uh, give yeah, the audience yeah. uh, an idea what you know they did? Yeah, for sure. So, what they do, my bad. Nibco is a manufacturing company. It's like plumbing, valves, and fittings. So, for residential all the way through commercial. But, um, so what I did was work with contractors and engineers and wholesalers that sold resold the products. So we sold to wholesalers, and yeah just worked with them to get our products on the shelves and, and get on to new construction projects. So, so getting back to Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. How was that uh, really adjusting? How was your life adjusting moving away from your family to yeah. Texas? Yes. You knew like, uh, Lexi, Butt and her family, yeah. which is Alex cousins. Yep. But other than that, how was just, you know, adjusting the life there pretty much on your own? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely different and it was nice knowing Alex family, um, and having been there to visit. And so knowing them and being able to hang out there. Um, and then I had a few coworkers that were also there, but I worked remotely. So I had a home office and then traveled around to meet with customers. Uh, so didn't, didn't do a lot, I guess you could say. Uh, and it was a, it was a difficult adjustment and I've always been close to my family. So, um, I wouldn't say I was necessarily homesick, but when I had the opportunity to to move back, I, I was excited to do that. I love Texas, but excited to be back around family and friends up here. So, yeah, I mean, I saw like back during your stories because you know I've good memory. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, when you're in Texas, I saw you would go to Top Golf all the time. Just go to those nice bars out there. Go to the Dallas Cowboys games. We'd go to suites with Troy. Yeah. Like, how was that? Just like you know, living the Texas life for a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely fun. There was a lot of cool experiences, and I think that goes back to the topic of this podcast and and trying new things you know like I got to live there for a year do a lot of cool things meet a lot of people um, but then I ultimately made the decision to come back and I took that chance I experienced it and if I wouldn't have then who knows you know so it could have been a totally different outcome of what you could have been today yeah exactly so so tell me more about why did you decide to leave Texas why go back to Indiana yeah, I mean, at that time, my f- sister's first daughter was being born. Um, so I, one of the main reasons was, I mean, family in general, uh, but then that was kind of a big thing is like, I'm going to be an uncle and I don't want to be the uncle that lives 15 hours away and they don't really know. So um, just being able to be closer there and then also just having the friends, like I had some friends visit Texas, had a couple friends from college and then a couple friends from around here that visited like two weekends in a row. And then my family came to visit and then everybody left. And I was like, Oh dang, like I kind of wish I was closer. I could spend more time with people. And that kind of spiraled and, and led to the decision. And then I had the conversation with my boss and ended up having the chance to still move back and have a position with Nibco. So it all worked out. So pretty much it all came to you being, you know, kind of alone at the end of the day. Yeah. Cause I did notice like, from the first time you did settle into Texas, you were all happy and all of that stuff. But as time went on, you just got, you know, more more sad, you know, kind of yeah. more depressed, you know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it's just what it seemed like. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I was necessarily depressed or sad or anything, but I did just miss, I missed home. I missed everybody and it worked out. So it was a pretty easy decision. 
Yeah, and I, you know, and about your niece, you know, you didn't want to have, you know, visit your niece and say like, oh yeah, that's just Uncle Ben. Besides, hey Uncle Ben. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, I still live now a, an hour and a half or so away, and uh, when I moved back, I was living in South Bend, so an hour, but an hour is nothing to, compared to fifteen or sixteen. So, um, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, glad to have you here back, buddy. Yep. Um, Ben. So, um. After Dallas, you go back to South Bend to yep. relocate back to home. So were you still having the same position at NIPCO, or what other position did you take? Yeah, this was more of an inside sales type role, so it was called a business development manager. And I still worked with, alongside the sales guys, so I still worked with the people in Texas and Oklahoma that I was working with there, but I was doing more of an inside role, so um, working to develop, business within those small to medium sized accounts and then also working with them for like the larger accounts so it was similar but different did you like it that way and then could you tell your like i know you said you weren't depressed but could you tell like your happiness went up just by moving back home yeah i mean the i was pretty confident with the decision and I mean, still today, I miss Texas. Like it was an the climate's awesome. The like you said, there's a lot to do. So, so I do, I did miss it. But I mean, in overall, it was just I was happy to be back, and it worked out. But yeah. So after you know you relocate home, you know you're, you're enjoying your you know your time here at the five seven four doing a different position, but you know you're doing things smoothly. Mm-hmm. You eventually go to another career, right? Yeah. Uh, so tell us more about that and why did you left Nibco exactly? Yeah, so Nibco was great. Um, I think so. The oppor- I wasn't necessarily looking to leave, but had a friend um, who I was living with in South Bend, and he worked for the company that I'm with now called Now Secure, um, and had it. He just we were talking one night, and he had they had this open role similar to what I was doing at Nibco, just completely different industry. So. Uh, looked into that, interviewed, had some really good conversations and decided to to make the change. So that was another big jump. And I mean, it was completely different industry. So still a sales type role, but um, instead of being in the manufacturing industry, it was tech, SaaS sales, like a software product. So yeah, completely different, a lot to learn. But like I said, it's all about taking chances and and I'm completely glad I did it now. And looking back, like it was definitely the right decision. I mean, just, was it because of the money? Was it because of the benefits or the environment that you yeah. like, what's the new company called? Is that now um, secure is what it's called. Yeah. Um, so it's mo- mobile application security testing. So we sell, um, software and services to businesses that have mobile applications that you use that has your information on it. So, like Uber, for example, has a mobile app that you would put your bank information on. So we, our products and services will test those mobile apps for vulnerabilities where people could hack in and, and steal your information. So uh, basically a uh, cybersecurity yeah. type of company. Yep. Cybersecurity for mobile apps. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So why did you, like, why, it, since you mm-hmm. said you like it way better, like why exactly? Than yeah. Nibco? I mean, with Nibco, it was... Like I said, great company, great people, but to advance in the in my career, I felt like 
like I would have to relocate. Like that's the reason why I came back from Dallas. So it was kind of a step back, not money wise, but I did take like a step back position wise. So just like seeing the opportunity for growth at this new company. And then also like the tech industry is just kind of booming. Not that I mean, manufacturing and especially plumbing, like every building is going to need plumbing every time it's built like that. But, uh, just the opportunity for growth was the main thing that attracted me both in my career and like in that industry, I think. Nice, nice. So Ben, I can relate to jumping from one industry to another because, you know, I worked at, I used to work at Depew yep. back, you know, my first year off college. And then back in April, I went to Clayton Holmes, which is like a total different industry from the orthopedic industry to the uh, manufacturing housing. And like yep. what you were saying, it's just different. It's like the same concept of what I was doing, like, you know, coordinating shipments. But it's just different industries, and you have to learn new terminology, yep. new things. So how was that, just getting that stuff out of your comfort zone? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a step out of the comfort zone, but it was worth it. I've learned a ton. I've been there for a year now, so learned a ton, doing well, and it's exciting. I think just like I'm I'm still learning every day, so it's pretty cool. And then, um, nowadays, since we sp- we're speaking right now, are you still at the same position or what? Yep. Yeah, I'm still at the same in the same position. So I'm in a sales development representative role is what it's called, SDR. Um, so doing a lot of prospecting and outreach, working with the sales team, and I'm kind of like gener- generating leads and potential customers and then having like discovery calls with them and passing them on to the salespeople, and then they work to close the sales cycle. So like the middleman. Yeah, kind of. So um, this is a hybrid position? Yeah. Yep, it's pretty much fully remote, but I we have offices in Chicago and D.C., so I travel a little bit, but it's kind of, I was traveling a lot a few months ago, but. So um, was the reason why the position was remote because of COVID or just no? Yeah, I think, um, so I joined in November of 2021, so it was during the middle of COVID pretty much, or towards the kind of the end of the crazy COVID period. Um, and I think they were doing a lot more in office stuff and then moved to remote, um, and then kind of made the decision to just pretty much go fully remote with some in-person trap, like get togethers and QBRs every once in a while. So is there like, do you think within this company in the long run that you can just keep growing within the company? Yeah, there's definitely room to grow. Um, and then the company's growing too. So it's a, it's a considered a startup. So it started in like 2009. So it's an older startup, but still very growing, high growth company. Uh, And then there's definitely like a lot, a lot of room to grow. So the role I'm in is more of an entry level role, which I decided to kind of take that role because it's a new industry, make sure I learn and I wanted to take it from the right approach. So uh, that was part of the decision in, in coming here, but it's been really good. I'm learning a lot and it's definitely a ton of room for growth which is part of the reason why I chose to take the job. Well, I'm Ben, I'm really like proud of you for like, you know, making all these sacrifices and making all these, you know, adjustments. Like what advice do you have those for like, you know, for those upcoming college graduates or just people in their young life, just, you know, settling in. Yeah, I guess for sure. So, I mean, I would say like, I'm lucky that I have had these experiences and had the chances to like try new things. And I would say if you're on the fence about it, just take the risk. If you are thinking about moving somewhere, like 
yeah, I had family here. Um, but you can always come back. You can't always make the decision to go. So especially if you're young, just out of college and you're considering it, I would say definitely give it a shot because you can always come back, but you might not always have the opportunity to try something new. Yeah. It's not like life or death, right? Yeah. And then whether you, whether they were bad or not, you got to at least learn something out of it, you know? Yep, for sure. Yeah. So stepping away from just the workforce. Yep. I want to talk about golf, like, you know, you coaching golf last uh, spring yeah. season for Valley. How was that? Because that was, like, new for you because you never coached. I mean, you were a three-sport athlete back in high school. You played intramurals in college. But how was it actually, actually like, you know, being a coach? Yeah, I mean, it was it was really fun. And that opportunity came from working remote. So um, I had a lease in in South Bend and then came back to Rochester for a few months. And now I ended up moving just recently but um so unfortunately won't be the coach next year but yeah I had the opportunity they needed a coach and I was around um so I that worked out and got to be the coach for the boys golf team and it was definitely fun I mean I built a lot of relationships with the kids and and some of the parents and got to travel to tournaments and have matches here and everywhere around here so it was definitely fun uh, I w- honestly wish I could do it again but just location wise it's it won't work out this year was it just like just trying to coach like a kid to maybe he wasn't as good as he was to start the season to the end and see that progression oh yeah yeah. so we had a couple players who were really good and have been playing for a long time and they know what they're doing and maybe needed a little bit of coaching here and there a little bit of advice but then it was really fun for the kids that were just picking up the game and and I could help I mean, at first, like, they couldn't hit a ball, and then towards the end of the season, they were playing golf. So that was really fun, and, yeah, to see that progress was definitely rewarding. Um, so that did that kind of increase your self-esteem, knowing that you made, it, like, you know, an impact, you know? No, no, Whether, yeah. you know, you know it or not, or whether you like it or not. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how it is for all coaches, is you get to leave an impact, whether it's small or big, and, and yeah, so it was definitely worth it, and I'm I'm glad I got the opportunity, too. Do you think you will coach like sometime later in the future? I know obviously now is not the time because you've been busy, but later on. I mean, that's a good question, a tough question. I would, I would hope like I've always kind of wanted to be involved with coaching football. Um, but it just, it just depends if, if the timing of things work out in the future. But yeah, I mean, I, I loved coaching the golf team and I think I would really enjoy coaching football. It just depends if, if I got the opportunity and if everything worked out. So. Hey, trust the process, right? Yeah, that's right. So about golf, Greg Mellon was such a stud, huh? Yeah, he was pretty good. We had a we had a pretty solid top five, and um, yeah, Greg won a couple tournaments, so that was fun to be a part of, and yeah, it was it was good. So it's still about golf, right? Um, then you know that I obviously got into golf like literally this summer, mm-hmm. and you saw my my progression from the first time you saw oh, yeah. me play golf to the end (laughs) yep no that was yeah you made some big strides I know we played a couple times at the beginning when you first started and then played another time or two here just at the end of the summer and you were you were definitely making some good progression so but hey there's always lots to improve especially especially in the game of golf so I can't wait to golf with you you know next spring next summer yep for sure it's never never perfect you could have one really good round and then have a terrible round the next time and you're never satisfied so that's the part of the fun of the game and yeah and you coached me like during those uh, sessions we had yeah so, so thank you ben you're welcome wait did you uh um play at the sweet and sassy 
Yeah. How I was did. that? It was good. I played with Alec, Craig, and then Webby and his dad. So we we had we didn't have the best team, but we had fun. Yeah. So um, I had Meredith on my podcast, you know, yeah, a couple months ago, talking about the Sweet and Sassy. So how does the Sweet and Sassy like impact you personally? Because it yeah. invo- it impacts everyone some way around the our Valley community. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, for the people listening that don't know what the Sweet and Sassy is, it's a memorial golf tournament for Scott Bibbler, who was a counselor and longtime football coach and. He coached with my dad, and so I've known Scott forever, um, and yeah, it just means a lot to me, and it's always a good day to just kind of remember, and before my dad passed away, I played in it with him a few times, so it's just always a good a good day to remember those two, and, and I mean, they were a crazy duo, so there's a lot of good memories, and yeah, just remembering Coach Bibbs and, and my dad, that's a fun day. Well, I didn't know your dad uh, participated in the Sweet and Sassy, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. You want to see a picture? Yeah, sure. All right. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so here you go. He's got the camo camo shorts and the yeah, driver. that's awesome. You know, just yeah. like enjoying the little things with your families. Yep. So there's a couple pictures, but fun time. So I think we played in it two years with, with my dad, and, and we had a team. So And he was not a golfer, so. But it was still <laughs> it fun was at the end of the day, just spending time fun. with your family, oh, yeah. spending people, uh, time with the people you love. And, the, you know, what Meredith loves about that day, from what mm-hmm. she told me on my podcast, she's, she loves that. It's just a big reunion. You just yep. see people that you haven't seen in a long time, just reconnect with them. Yeah. So, Ben, just tell me about that. Just Yeah, I mean, it's awesome to, to see everybody. I know there's, I mean, the Valley community has always been a, a big part of who I am. Like growing up, like when I was born, my dad was at two a days and had to leave to come to the hospital because it was time for me to be born. So like I pretty much have always been around Valley sports and just like growing up meeting all those people and, and then playing sports at Valley. So it's always good to see like all the former coaches and people involved with, with Valley. So love it. Love it. Yep. So, um, let's talk about, you know, the, like what you've been up to. Cause like, you know, yeah. It seems like, you know, from last year to since you turned 27, you've been busy because, like, whenever, like, you know, me and Alec want to hang out with you, whether, you know, we want you to go to, like, Rip Fest or just hang out in general, you're like, oh, I got a wedding. Oh, I got a vacation. <laughs> just tell us about that. Tell us about the weddings. Tell yeah. us about the vacations you've been, like, going on, and and then you got a new home. Yep. Yeah, so that's unfortunate, but just been pretty crazy busy. I There was at one point I had – uh I think three weddings in a row and I think I've had five weddings this year. So just a lot of weekends with weddings and then a lot of travel for work. So we do like a quarterly thing for work where we travel and have some meetings for each quarter and that, and then there was also a conference in Vegas that I got to go to. So that was like a three day thing, but it ended up being like seven six or seven weeks in a row that i was flying out of chicago for some either going to the office in chicago or going to the going to chicago for the airport so crazy crazy few months from like june july to september and then after those september weddings it kind of calmed down and then that last week in september i went to universal so yeah we went to the hollywood horror nights there i know you're excited about that yeah tell, tell me more about that because you know <laughs> yeah you know me ben i'm a horror freak i love haunted houses and especially i've been in universe universe studios but never during 
Halloween Horror Nights. So yeah. tell me more about that. Yeah, so it's cool. I mean, that was my first time at Universal. So I went with my girlfriend and some of her friends and her shout sister. Shout out Paige. Yeah, shout out Paige. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we went down there and went to the park. And then at night they closed the park. And it's only for the people who have tickets to Hollywood Horror Nights. And every... I mean, there were probably like 10 or 12 haunted haunted houses with different themes. So it was really fun. I mean, a lot of standing in lines, but it was worth it. I mean, that comes with it. Yeah. Um. So were they like scary at all? Were you like, you know, really petrified? I wasn't petrified or like no nightmares after, but it was definitely, it was scary. Gave you some jumps and some screams. I so. Paige was like, eh. <laughs> I think I was more like that than Paige. <laughs> and then you said her sister and her Boy, sister's boyfriend came as well, right? Or just you yeah. two? Yeah, us, Paige and I, and then Carly and Zach, and then they had two other friends that came too. How's how's that hanging out with Carly and Zach? Because I feel like every time when you're with Paige, you're with them. I mean, obviously, but how is that, you know, just yeah. you know, hanging out with them and stuff like that? No, it's good. They're great. I love Paige's family. Uh, Zach and I were just talking about how when we reference each other, we have to say Paige's sister's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, stuff like that, huh? Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then tell me more about, like, the Dallas trip. Yeah, so just this last weekend went to Dallas, and that was a boys' trip. So Paige's dad organized it, but we went to the Bears versus Cowboys game, and unfortunately they got blown out, but it was a fun game. And then It's because um, Paige's dad's a big Bears fan, right? Yeah, their whole family's big Bears fans, so I'm kind of... Boo. Yeah, boo, but I'm kind of being adopted. I like the Bears. I like Justin Fields, so... It's fun I'm joking, to watch. I'm yeah. yeah, but yeah, so we went there and then spontaneously decided to go to a Mavs game, and her dad bought some pretty cool seats for us. So, so was that like a last minute thing or what? Yeah, so uh, he, I guess, has the rep has a reputation of going to sporting events and then finding other sporting events to to tag along to. So we were sitting at the airport, and he said, "Hey, the Mavs are playing tonight or Saturday night, the next night," and then five minutes later said, Hey, I got tickets and yeah. What so, a guy. What's his name? Yeah. Jeff. Shout out Jeff, man. Yeah. For I need sure. to hang out with him sometime. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sports fan freak as well. Yep. So dude, Ben, like we talked about this off air. So literally what you did this weekend is literally the same thing I'm yeah. going to be doing like here in early December. Cause I'm going to the Colts Cowboys game like on Sunday night primetime. Yeah. And literally the next day I'm going to the Maverick Suns game. Yep. That'll be awesome, the Suns. We watched them play Oklahoma City, but the Suns will be really cool. Yeah, See because Devin, uh, Devin Booker and Luca. Luca have that beef. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so um, and tell me how's like tell us about this new house you're moving in. Yeah, so um, it's in Dyer, Indiana, but little house, and we did a lot of renovations on it, and it's pretty nice. So yeah, it's just different, but yeah, big step for Paige and I, but. It's good. But one step at a time, right? Yeah, one step at a time. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Dyer's like literally on the borderline of it, between Illinois, like the Illinois borderline, Indiana, right? Yeah, yep. You can be across the border in like less than a couple minutes. So it's right there. It's nice for work. If I have to go to Chicago, it's about a 45-minute drive to downtown. So if there's no traffic. That's not a bad commute. Not at all. But, I mean, I don't have to go much, luckily. I like working remote. Mm-hmm. Lucky you, Ben, huh? Yeah. Uh, save some uh, gas money, huh? Yep. So, Ben, so at 27, 
um, do you have any investments and stuff like that? Like monetary investments? Like, do you have stocks, like NFTs or, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, not NFTs, but you know, yeah, 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 you invest in real estate. Yeah, I don't do NFTs or anything, but I am working with a company or I have who does some investments for me. So Northwestern Mutual, I guess. I don't know if you get I sponsored, but they should sponsor you since I'm talking about them. Yeah, for but, real, for real. No, so I just started that, but I, I invest with the 401k that my company matches. I've always done that. And then also just opened up a Roth IRA. Same here. So, yeah. So that, and then have a couple other like accounts that honestly, I don't know much about, but I put a little bit of money towards for Northwestern mutual to like invest in some stocks and hopefully get a little return. So how much would you emphasize to those uh, people that are in their early twenties or in the like people just that just got out of high school? How much would you put emphasis on? Hey, invest, invest, invest. Yeah. I mean, definitely start whether it's small or big, but just if your company has a 401k, I mean, if the, most companies match, so if they match five or 6%, just do the five or 6% and at least do that to get started. Um, because yeah, I mean, I'm not super educated around like investing a whole lot, but I know that's important. It's important for retirement. So, I mean, finding a financial advisor when you're ready, maybe that's another good step. And that's what I'm starting to do and just preparing. And once you, once you start getting a paycheck and if you just automatically debit that out or take with take it out of your paycheck you're not even going to notice it so it's definitely important and you just got to think that it's going to be worth it at the end in the long run yep so let's talk about sports yeah let's do it how you feeling about purdue football man this season i mean it's been a fun season to watch i've been to a couple games i'm actually going this weekend to purdue versus iowa but unfortunately they could be a couple more games better on the record um, like Syracuse, we gave up that touchdown. Syracuse and Penn, Penn State, State. Penn gave up touchdowns within the last minute of the game when we were leading to lose. Yeah, so. those should have been two wins, yeah. two more wins to the record. Yeah, and then you look at Syracuse and and Penn State, who are both or were both ranked just a couple like a week or two ago, and both beating a lot of good teams, and we just barely lost to them. So yeah. now Tennessee's number one in the country. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's Alabama's crazy. out of the top four. How crazy yeah. is that? It's exciting. I mean, I I like college football. I'm a big college football fan, and and it's nice to have a little change in the top four for the playoffs. So yeah, facts. You know, it is. It does feel not seeing that A logo. Yeah, on the top four every year. They're uh-huh. there, so it's nice to see a change. And dude, Charlie Jones, wide right receiver for Purdue, dude. He's a yeah. stud, huh? Yeah, that'll be interesting because he came from Iowa, and I think it, they said in his first game, he or first two games or something, he had or more yards and more receptions than he had at his whole career in Iowa. So, yeah, I like that Purdue's utilizing him, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, and I bet he's happy so far that he's made that decision going from um, Iowa to West Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then Ben, like, you know, hopefully we do good this weekend um, from uh, as of this recording, and we usually do pretty good against Iowa, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, last year was big. They were ranked number two, and we went into Iowa and beat them, so – Hopefully, knock on knock on wood, right? Yeah, and we won the year we won uh the year before that because remember yeah. we watched it after we won paintballing. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Got back to Craig's and had to turn it on real quick. Yeah, we left like <laughs> as fast as possible from Fort Knox. So transitioning into basketball, how are you feeling about Purdue basketball this season? I mean, hopefully, hopefully we are going to be pretty good. I I like that 
Newman's returning and Edie, so and Gillis. Yep, Gillis. Gillis is one of the one of my favorite players just because his hard work. He just is there getting rebounds, getting points when he can. I love his rebounds. Knocking down some threes every once in a while. Just plays hard, so hopefully uh, Caleb first can st- like you know step it up a notch. Yeah, for and sure. Hopefully our freshman can be good because yep. we got Braden Smith. Yep. Um, we got redshirt freshman uh, Trey Kaufman run. Hopefully he can you know do some good things in the program. Mm-hmm. And then we still obviously have you know Hall of Famer coach Matt Painter, even yep. though he likes to choke in the month of mu- in March. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he can figure that out this year. But it'll be interesting. I don't like getting my hopes up for Purdue basketball, but it's fun to watch. So yeah. I mean, it was tough when we lost to the Peacocks, man. Damn. I know. That was – yep, they made a crazy run, and unfortunately. And then the – was it the year before that or two years before that when Virginia beat us with that last second? Two years ago. That last tip yeah, in where had Carson Edwards. Yeah, breaking. That was – yeah, and then Virginia went on to win it all. Mm-hmm. So. What yep. could have been, right? Yep, what could have been, so. All we can do is just, you know, keep hoping, you know. Yep. We, like, we get to see Purdue win a natty in our lifetimes. That would be nice. Facts. So, Ben, guys, me and Ben went to Nashville for our uh, friend Tanner's 21st birthday. Ben, was that your first time in Nashville or what? Yeah, that was my first time. Tell me, like, overall, how was, what was your thoughts about Nashville? Because I freaking love Nashville because, like, in the past, I've been through it in my life to go to Florida. But I was like, man, what's so special? What's the hype about Nashville? But after a weekend in Broadway... Man, I love Nashville. I'm gonna go back yeah. right now. No, that was it was definitely fun and we had a good group of guys and then Webby was with his girlfriend's family and we ran into him, so that was fun and yeah, just a really fun time and I mean Nashville's definitely a good place, so I like country music and we had a good time, so Hey, uh we wanna tell the audience that hey, if you're gonna book at Airbnb, make sure the A C works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did get a refund though. How <laughs> so But dude, it was so like not it was I know. pain. It was we had suffering. to sleep sleep on the couch well, downstairs. Like you slept downstairs <laughs> in the okay. The hours uh, Airbnb was like a townhome. The bottom floor was uh, cool, which Ben slept. He took the couch, while half of us uh, were suffering on the top. Yeah, the upstairs AC the upstairs. didn't work, so it was probably ninety five degrees upstairs, and then the AC worked downstairs. So I took advantage of that couch being down there. Look at you. So Ben, would you like ever go back to Nashville? Oh yeah, yeah. We need to do it again. Can't wait, man. So, Ben, do you have any questions for me, or do you have anything else to say in this podcast? I mean, I have one question for you. I was just curious what got you started with doing the podcast. Why did you want to do that? Um, You know I me. Mean? I love talking. Mm-hmm. I love asking questions. You know, the Nook Boys do it. And then uh, what really – I explained this in the podcast with Nolan, but I also wanted to answer this. that I didn't answer it to Nolan's question. So, Wes Melanson had his own podcast at oh, the yeah. beginning of this year with his like you know college buddy joe and that really further my inspirations to do a podcast because like yeah. if they did it why not me you know and life's too short to you know yeah. not do things you know you go. out that's, of your comfort zone that's the whole topic of the podcast or what we started with you might as well take the chance because you never know exactly so yeah. yeah that's what i like about doing the podcast like you know because things eventually evolve around we, yep. I have fun learning, like, you know, things, you know, for example, I didn't know your dad participated in the Swing Sassy. Yeah. Like, I didn't know he, he, like, he actually golfed. I figured that he was there to hang out, but not to actually golf. So that's pretty yep. cool. Yeah. So. So, yeah, thank you for asking that, Ben. So, Ben, it's time for the cheesy question of the day. All right, let's hear it. So, Ben, today's cheesy question of the day is uh, if you could only use one social media app for the rest of your life, what would it be? I would probably say Instagram. 
Okay, why is that? I don't know. I like so I like going to the gym and there's a lot of like good gym content. I find some good workouts on there and then just keeping up with people and seeing what they're doing. Everybody posts. Uh and then a lot of good sports content on Instagram. So yeah, I have I used to have TikTok. I actually deleted it because I was spending a lot of time on TikTok. Uh but TikTok was good. I think Instagram's a little dialed back version of that. So yeah, I'd say I'd say Instagram. Yeah, for real. I think TikTok can be addicting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's your uh, what's your social media that you'd stick with? Um, mine would be Instagram. Honestly, right. I would pick Instagram because, like we said, TikTok can be like you know too addicting. Facebook is more for the older generation. Sorry, people for those <laughs> I listening. Agree. Actually, yeah, and then I feel like Instagram is more of a peer based, like you know, type of app for us. But yeah, um, our parents are just uncles aunts they can still have instagram yeah for sure so that wraps up the pod ben ben thanks you thank you once again for doing this yeah thank you i i appreciate you having me and it's been fun yeah for real we'll have to do it again sometime in the future heck yeah no doubt so guys uh thanks for listening you can follow this podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify and on facebook thank you hey.